for a lot of this information, they know, but it's not translating. They're totally in suffering around alcoholism, but they don't believe they're an alcoholic, right? I'm not anybody, I'm not a person, I'm not a thing. But they're suffering up the wazoo, or producing a lot of suffering, and they're living in their mother's house, you know, they're like 45 <laughs> years old. And they're calling me, and they're totally, uh, they're unable to hear anything because they always say, I know. I know. I know there isn't a self. But in a sense, you don't know there isn't a self. There's no one to know it, yeah? There's no one to know that there isn't a self. It's a different thing. It's not knowing. You find out that there isn't a self. And maybe the start, how you find out is it starts, uh, you start entertaining the possibility. Yeah? Now, the possibility is going to usually be presented like conceptually because the male slot is conceptual. The way we take stuff in and disseminate it is conceptualized. Yeah? The system is all right angles and uh, organized on that that way. So the message comes in either through a book or you hear it or that. And you actually, what the real message is, the envelope may have a have a concept or an address on it or a name, but when you open up, there's nothing in it. But that's the message. Yeah, the message is nothing. So you don't when you, when you read the conceptual invitation. Oh yeah, I know that. I get that. Yeah, and then you open up, but What's in there is nothing. You have a sense like an aha or a feeling of bigness or lightness. That's the message, really, in a sense. Because now you're having a real strong uh, sense of, of mind before name and form. Yeah? Before name and form. The, the envelope, to, to study and to know the envelope doesn't translate into an ease and comfort. Yeah? It, you just acquire more envelopes. And so maybe one envelope's named Gangaji, another envelope's this and that. And you're a great acquirer of envelopes, but we're missing the message, which is the nothingness of the message. Yeah? That you're going to come here and get nothing, and you're going to leave with nothing, and that's it. Yeah, You're going to come with the same no thing that you came with, and you're going to leave with the same no thing that you came with. And because it's always so, it's hard to recognize, because... We like the absence of something to realize the presence of something. Yeah? So I don't have something, then I get it, and I, oh, I have it. But I really get the sense of having it because I had the sense I didn't have it. Yeah, This isn't can't be like that because it's always so. You can't get off on, oh, I have it, yeah, or I got it, because that's what happens a lot. Yeah, People are waiting to get the experience of their own absence. It's impossible. You're not going to be here. <laughs> You're not going to be here when it happens because you're not here now and it's happening. Yeah, I mean, so how can you suspend that and then hope that you'll be there when it's when it happens? Yeah, it's like already so. There's no way that you can get in front of it and make it something else that's palatable to you. It's already so. Yeah. So. Uh, you know, man, there's some pros here, like, and it's incredible. We have a lot of information, a lot of information, a lot of information. But I've been finding out that maybe it's uh, a little bit less, maybe a whole lot more. Yeah, you know? it's like I was trying. I was sharing yesterday at a meeting. I have a couple of things that have become in, uh, patterns that I've seen in my own little action figure life, 
And there was a thing, I always use this example, sorry for you heard it yesterday, but, uh, you know, I had trouble in my digestion since I was young, you know, like 13, 14. And uh, I was always seeking relief for it, obviously, and that sounded like a noble thing to do. And uh, so, and a, whole, a lot of the things that I sought never really produced any goods. Nothing really changed. So I got to a point where everyone was telling me the importance of beneficial flora. So I got into it. Oh, I need probiotics. I got bad, there's nothing in there. I got a bad gut, so I got to pour in, yeah? So I got the highest level of benef- uh, probiotics, this little milk product that's from Canada that they sell in Whole Foods. You can buy like 12 of them for like 50 bucks, you know, and you drink like one. And there's like 50 billion cells of beneficial flora. And I started doing this religiously. And, you know, I thought more the better. Just drank it a couple, two of them a day or something. Went on and spent tons of money. And I was constantly checking out how I was doing, but there really wasn't much uh, results, but there was a lot of hope. Yeah? The hope that it was working, or that it would be, will be working, drove me. But then I finally, realized, I finally started looking into, you know what, I, someone told me, get your shit uh, examined. So I, I said, all right, what's the best lab you can send your shit to? Which was a place, I don't know if it still is, on the East Coast called Smoky Mountain Labs. So, so, I, so I, I ordered the kit, and they sent it to me, you know, for three days you collect your shit. And they sent you a, a thing where you check everything you want them to look at, and, and each one costs more money, yeah? So it was a pretty expensive exam, and I sent it back, and I was, oh, this is going to tell me, finally. I mean, I got right down to the nitty-gritty shit. And so I was waiting for the return, and they, I get it, and I open it up, and you know, look at parasites. No parasites. Oh, that's pretty cool. And I keep going down. I saw signs of beneficial flora. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Zero percent. And it wasn't just zero percent. It was zero point zero 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 zero. There was absolutely no, no beneficial flora in my intestinal gut. You know? Uh. <laughs> Not, and I was like totally, how could that possibly be? But they found these two strains of bacteria that were the cause, and they were feasting on my solution. <laughs> they were in they were never gonna leave. They were like at a, a gourmet restaurant. And I was supplying the highest level of food for them with the idea that I was, you know, getting better. Yeah. I see this pattern quite a lot in my life and I see it in others. There's a nobility in hoping to get better, yeah? And then it seems like a very innocent approach. I'm going to go for it. But the way our mind is structured is the dilemma. Yeah? That sense of being, that self-centeredness, left is right and north is south. Yeah? So, a lot of times what you may be quote-unquote thinking you're doing or entertaining could be producing the exact opposite of what you were believing it was going to produce. Yeah? In other words, like going to more may produce less of an understanding. More of an intellectual understanding, but less of an understanding. Like my friend Deb, Deb had no interest in spirituality, sorry. (laughs) And uh, I mean, she came, I'm using it as an example. She came to the meeting, to the meeting, I don't know how many years ago, a couple years ago. And so sometimes we travel together and we go to to do talks, and then she's always really befuddled how these people are making it so com- so complicated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
and she's just traveling lighter. But she doesn't have any. She does. She's not red. People say you. You know, if you like Paul, then you may like these people. She says, "Why do I need to meet those people?" Yeah. Ah, it's beautiful. beautiful. And you know, in the simplicity, I'd rather have what she's got than a lot of the people I meet. Some I meet, and they they have so much information, and you know they would come to the talks, and I would say to them, uh, "Hey, listen, don't come back to the afternoon talk. Go volunteer at a soup kitchen or something. Don't help someone you know or your family. Help a stranger. It'll do so much more than reading another book. You know, going to another one of these talks because the idea of fight of knowing." Knowing, knowing, knowing. There's a point that that's is like given up, and it's like the I don't know becomes the state, and then you find out, which in my experience is a much higher form of knowledge than knowing. Yeah. You you've ridden that horse of knowing as far as you can fucking ride it. Yeah. You've 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 you've, you've stabled it in a lot of different ranches. You've, you've eaten the highest form of Kentucky bluegrass, yet still there doesn't feel like a translation of an ease and comfort. But that knowing, in a way, in my experience, knowing it is a form of neutering what that it may have available. You know, that you know, in Zen, the highest form of mind is I don't know. In that state of I don't know, you are now put in a position of finding out. And finding out is much more convincing than knowing. Yeah? It has a much more substantial effect where you can actually get to the point where the mind is convinced. It believes with certainty. And it leaves the little debating arena and the comparative re- arena and is now living what it's entertained. Yeah? It's living it, because that's the way it finds it out. Yeah, It doesn't find it out by knowing it and going over it and scrutinizing it in my, in my state, but it finds out by living it. Yeah, It entertains a possibility, the possibility may catch hold, and that possibility informs you of its absoluteness by finding out. It doesn't inform you of, I got it or I know it. No, you have the almost the exact feeling of I don't have it and I don't and I don't know it and there's no desire to have it or know it. And none whatsoever. It just shrinks up like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in that it's a whole other way of uh, living when it comes to knowledge. Yeah. And I found that seeing both aspects of it, this is a much It's like it's like a, a form of knowing prior to the way we know things here. Yeah, it can it can a, a huge amount of knowledge can occur in a nanosecond. It's almost like downloads. Yeah, and the downloads they're not made up of zero and ones. It's a download of information that has a whole different feel to it, and you can't own it. You can't have it. You can't make it into something. The only way you get it is when you find out as it manifests and expresses through you. You come to know it by its fruits, in a sense. Yeah, The fruits really uh, reflect where it's coming from. But you'll never know. You'll not, never know the tree. Never. But you find out about the tree. that It's intimated by the, by the fruits. Yeah? So you're naturally 
traveling lighter. And then a lot of stuff seems to drop away that had a huge importance because they're not necessary anymore. They've actually fulfilled their mission, which was to fail. Yeah? They're a failed system. The system sort of collapses in on itself, and then another system rises up from out of it. Yeah? Another system of knowing, another system of traveling, another system of what wisdom is, yeah? or what spirituality is. Yeah? And so, you know, that this message is messy and sloppy. You can't become like a, an Advaita Pharisee, yeah? There's no, you can't have all the words perfect without the spirit. The spirit is sloppy and it's, it's very interesting. For, and you find out about it, yeah? And I'll tell you, the more you find out about it, the less you know. It's like that old statement. The more you find out about it, which is a much higher form of knowledge, the less you know. It doesn't mean you know, don't know anything. You know it in another way, yeah? And that other way is opened up to by I don't know. Yeah. And then your seat assignment becomes fucking obvious. It's exactly where you're sitting. <laughs> and then all this stuff of trying to use philosophies to arrive here, they're not needed because you're here. Yeah. They're all, you see them as very, very archaic substitutes for what's actually available, which is just the hereness without the possibility of there at all because it's not happening. All the stuff I think about, all day I am, all the mind is doing is when it sees, let's say, a sunset. It remembers another sunset. And you know what's the prior remembering? Paul is the remembering. That's all the mind is doing is remembering this idea of Paul. Yeah, it's, it's triggered every time something occurs and the mental process claims it as I'm doing it or I'm seeing it. As soon as it's I'm seeing the sunset, it's a dead sunset in a way. It's now brought into comparison with other sunsets. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a huge heist. It's unbelievable. <laughs> and you may be thinking you're putting money in the bank, you're losing all your interest and attention. You're thinking you're investing in something and you're actually getting, it's all going out. <laughs> and there's the mind, actually, there is a point, in a sense, it can happen, where it really, you really see its attachment to the failed system. Yeah? It would rather pursue an idea of something than to actually live it. Yeah. It wants to make nothing into something and have that something fit around it instead of realizing nothing. Yeah. Which becomes the the dominant uh, influence. Nothing has the most influence of anything. Yeah. And nothing is the gift that keeps on giving. When you're entertaining nothing, it's there's a ne- it's not it's never ending. It doesn't it's not involved in time. It's always available at all times, with no requirement necessary, especially yours. Yeah. So, check that that sunset. It's beautiful. Check that out. Yeah, come over here. It's better than the dog for sure. How did you design an ex uh, an experience? That's beyond beyond the words that you're saying for us. 
How would I design it? Yeah. I can't design it. Okay. Yeah. That's why I don't have much to offer. How could I stretch out for seven days? <laughs> You'd have to be doing a lot of gymnastics and <laughs> swimming and meditating because what the hell? This message is just that. It's a message. It does, it's not a dissertation. It's so, so like, hey, here's the message. You're that. <laughs> or I liked it better. You're not that. Your that, to me, just confuses the matter. Was I'd rather go the other way. You're was not there an experience for you, though? No, there was never an experience for me. There really wasn't. I know that sounds corny, but there really wasn't. There was one aspect of mind that dominated, yeah? Mm-hmm. And because of that domination, in its domination, it's like the Old Testament God. There's no other God that can stand before it. It's a very jealous and thing like that. And when its power waned, something else became dominant, or the emphasis shifted, yeah? It's not an experience. Because the one system, it's all rooted in self-centeredness. There's other systems of mind that don't have self as the center. They don't. And you can access it because you're mind. Yeah? So, but what happens here a lot, I find, is that these possibilities of other modalities are offered, but the movement of self-centeredness is to claim everything. So it claims to be the one that's hearing the message. Yeah? And as soon as it claims to be the one that's hearing the message, it tattoos that message. Mm-hmm. It really neuters the message. Because now it's, you've heard it. You have the message, yeah? You got the message. Yeah? It's, it, it, and its way of expressing or going about this place is through thought. That thought system can never just see a verb. It always has to uh, implant a noun somewhere. So doing, there must be a doer. That's its logical leap, which is totally illogical. When there's an awareness or consciousness of doing, it just assumes there must be a doer. Yeah? Feeling, feeler, hearing, hearer, seeing, seer. Yeah? That's a huge leap. How about just the seeing? Like Buddha supposedly said, I don't know what he said, but he says, when you see, see. Keep it fucking simple. Yeah? When you hear, hear. When you feel, feel. When you taste, taste. When you touch, touch. But when the mental process claims the conscious contact, it, it makes a story about there's a seer, there's a hearer, there's a feeler, which takes the attention and interest off the seeing. Yeah? And now you take the interest and attention off the seeing, the seeing be, can be turned into a goal that you're going to look for as the looker. And that's the blindness. Yeah? All forms of looking here, no matter how subtle they are, can be used as a form of blindness to the seeing. Because the looker implies a looker. The looking implies a looker. Yeah? So if that looker knows God, God is forgotten, and now the knower of God is remembered. I'm a knower of God. You know what I mean? But Raman Maharshi says, to know God is to be God. To know is to be, like that. But in this head, it short-circuits that immediacy. To know is to be the knower thereof. Yeah? To know something is to be the knower thereof. It's claiming, 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 claiming. And the claiming, if it's not seen clearly, assumes and infers a claimer. And that's the bondage to the idea of being a self. And the bondage isn't something that happened eight years ago in a certain town in Vallejo or something, and you were bonded, you know. But it's an activity of mind. Yeah? It's an activity of mind. It's, it's selfing. 
That's what it's doing. In other words, it's taking conscious contact and it's making it into something else that causes us to be unconscious. Yeah. And then the real cherry on the top is that you may want you want you may have a huge drive to become conscious, which is a double fuck. Because now you're affirming that you're unconscious because there's a huge drive to become conscious. Why would you have a drive to become conscious unless you did believe you were unconscious? That's the lie. Yeah. Once you move from the lie, you've given it a reality. Yeah. Yeah. So this is much clearer and simpler. You know, just an invitation. Hey, be here at 8 o'clock. You know? A message. It's not 500 pages. But the beauty thing about messages and invitations is you can repeat them quite a lot. Yes, Repetition can be helpful here. Just like this whole place, the trance is reinforced by repetition quite a lot. Yeah? So we're using that antidote, that poison, as an antidote. Yeah? So we provide three meetings a week for people if they want to come for years. Yeah? We put all our talks for free on the website. We do. I go places I don't really want to go because, all right, put it out there. Yes. Because hopefully there'll be. And then I get a you know a weird email from Croatia. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> the person has donated five dollars to me, and uh, and you know that makes it so far out. Yeah. Because the beautiful thing is, you just put it out there, and you see who comes and picks up the invitation. Yeah. It's like being a card salesman. There's some mackerel salesman salmon. I'm not in competition with any of that. I'm a cod salesman. Yeah, that's all. I'm not saying, well, how do you measure up the salmon? That salmon salesman says something different. Well, he's selling salmon. This is cod. Try it out. Yeah. Don't call, bring it home and compare. You su- Some of us have like 15 fishes. We're comparing every fucking thing we hear to. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> <laughs> it's nice when, when you, like to me, when I heard this, this it became like the last answer. I haven't found a new one since. Well, I don't know how many years. Yeah, and it and it stopped me in my tracks, and I sat down in it. I entertained it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I went. I entertained it. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't say, oh, I like this I like this ice cream, we're going to get 28 other flavors. No, I just, let's get to the ice cream. What is it? And it, it seems to work. I like to pass that on to people. Because I've been involved or on the outskirts of a lot of spirituality, and I see some of the times they seem to be the most actively unhappy people I've ever met. Yeah, And a lot of times it's like their drive is supposedly to be out of self, but they, they talk about self more than anyone else I know. <laughs> Know what I mean? So they're talking about what they want to be out of. That's a form of being in it, in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Just so I always like to go over time. See, I don't know what happened, but over time it formulated in a certain way. I try to put it out, and the way I attempt to put it out is usually you can be a great teacher of what you're not, but you can't be a teacher of what you are. It's impossible. That you can't be taught. Yeah. You can't teach what you are. You are it. Yeah, it's beyond teaching. But you can definitely teach what you're not. Yeah. And by I found it worked for me when I saw what I wasn't, the activity that produces or reinforces the appearance of the phantom Paul. When I saw it, yeah, its mechanisms and its re- repetitive habit of mind, yeah, the uh, the power of memory and all this. 
it gave me that big hit. And in the seeing of it, one of the times after seeing it quite a lot, I just, my mind shifted into, I'm the seeing. I'm the seeing of all that activity. I have nothing to do with the activity in a sense, yeah? I'm the seeing, I'm seeing it. I'm not the seer of it, I'm the seeing of it, yeah? The seeing of it. And then when the emphasis shifts, for me, it's, it translated into traveling lighter here. And that's basically what the only desire I truly had was to travel lighter here. <laughs> and, you know, people may put it into highfalutin words, but if, you know, if they could feel an easing comfort right now in their own skin, they'd be happy as fucking hell. They really would, you know? And, it would, and if it stabilized and it became something truly to rely on, yeah? Not having to constantly be vigilant, not constantly pruning it, but actually relying on it. Yeah. Like we have in recovery, we have a great statement. Because alcoholism is a very strong parasite, yeah? Addiction. It's a very powerful mental wind in a way. And uh, it has its own traits, and they've been recognized now, which is great. But one of the solutions they talk about in recovery is that you're going to have a daily reprieve from alcoholism. Not from alcohol. Alcohol is just a symptom. Actually, alcohol is your mind's solution to alcoholism, yeah? What you want relief from is self, actually. And so that's really the driving. The original, or I would say the most dominant addiction is mind addicted to the idea of being a self. It's, it's, I believe it causes all other addictions. That's what you're looking to get relief from. It, well, your attempts don't seem to work, so the mind moves to other addictions to try to get relief from that. And so on. And then the addictions have their own manifestative quality. They produce consequences. And now you're just in a consequential level, dealing with all this stuff. And fa- seemingly farther and farther away from the real cause, in a sense. Yeah? So... In this statement, it says, you will have a daily reprieve, in other words, a day at a time, uh, from alcoholism uh, by, maintain, by uh, what is it, contingent on the maintenance of your spiritual condition. Yes? Okay, so let's say this self-centeredness is the dominant theme or system that's running this life, this opportunity. You're very, very connected to the body. You're not really identified with it, but you're identified as the owner of it my body, yeah? And in that state, yeah, you're going to want to have a spiritual condition, but it would seem like the only way you can have a spiritual condition is to do and have yourself into it, right? Because unbeknownst maybe to you, you're already in a condition. You believe you're a physical, mental condition, yes? You're taking that to be what you are. So that is very rarely questioned, so now you're moving to get another solution to add to that. So now I'm going to become spiritual, Yeah? That's a very low level of spiritual maintenance. What would happen if you realized you are a spiritual condition? Yeah. The doing and having would be dropped and you'd be it. Yeah. You'd be living it. And therefore, once something has to be produced, it can be entertained like it's not going to be produced. That's what mind does. Yeah. Just watch your head. Watch it. It tells you everything in one day. You'll see its whole theme very easily. Just watch it one day. You know, you'll see like a friend of mine, he had this beautiful girlfriend and, and I used to visit him in Australia and uh, the best he had with her was like benign neglect. He wasn't paying much attention to her at all. Then one day she decided to leave. At that day when she left, he had a great realization that she was the source of all his happiness. 
and he was never going to be able to have a get get it back. That is an incredible production of exquisite suffering. You usually realize you usually want what you don't have. Why is that? And then when you have it, you don't seem to really pay much attention to it a lot of time. That's not. That's just a fucking advertising. It's just driving that seeking, that seeking, that seeking. And it's seeking in, in and of itself because it reflects a seeker. The seeker is the dilemma. Like Ramana says, you don't have to give up your possessions. Give up the possessor. Yeah, You don't have to give up or work on your thoughts. Give up being the thinker of the thoughts. Yeah. We're sitting here, I mean, we're, our body's digesting food we seemingly ate like an hour ago. Do you believe you're digesting it? Are you sitting here, you know, working hard at digesting the, the salmon chowder? Yeah? Or did you have a priority? I think I'll go over the chips first and then get to the salmon chowder later. Yeah? No, it sounds funny, eh? Oh, fuck, you're not digesting. But a lot of us are sitting here believing we're the doer of a thought system, like thinking much subtler process of the body-mind, yeah? That we're actually the thinker of that. But we don't think that's funny when someone says that, that all my thoughts are driving me crazy, yeah? But why not apply? This is a much, you know, this is a much grosser activity than the thought, yet the grosser ones, you realize it's totally involuntary, but this, it's assumed that it's voluntary, that you are doing it, Yeah. Once there's the thinker, any thought can be used to bind you. Yeah? Because it's the my. It's the my of the thought. It's the identification as the claiming of the thought is yours that gives it the power to bind you to an idea of being a self. That's what it does all day. That's what one of its purposes. It's a giant radio station just propagandizing and keeping the mind in a sort of like a swoon or a trance. Yeah? And so when the mind wants to get out, to constantly get out of self, it's actually a, a very uh, strong form of what you would call being in self. Yeah. So it's this, while you're in self, you believe you're going out of self, but you ain't going anywhere. It's actually being, you're living as if you're in self by wanting to get out of it, yeah? But wanting to get out of it, what's the mind doing but affirming that you're in it? Once that's affirmed, then the drive to get out of it becomes very noble and will become incessant, and it inherently doesn't work because you are never in what you've been trying to get out of. Yeah, that's the beautiful message. It's the, from the solution, if you want to call it that, the solution's view, the message is, I mean, the problem's imaginary. What would happen if you had an imaginary problem and you kept applying solutions to it? Wouldn't that be the problem? If you kept applying solutions to an imaginary problem, that would be a big problem. Yeah? This is, okay, what do I need to do when I recognize something as imaginary? Nothing! How long is it going to take? No time! <laughs> when is it going to be over? It never occurred! It's like that quick! And yet what happens? It happens and then it reasserts itself. The selfing just takes it as a speed bump and keeps on keeping on. Yeah. And then there's a feeling that you did it. Oh, I was really connected, now I'm disconnected. That's bullshit on both levels. You weren't connected, nor are you disconnected. 
It's and the mind loves it when he thinks it had a great moment and it doesn't seem to be having it now. Woo! Man, it puts it on the spiritual mantle and you're just fucking running after it. But you're like a little kid, you can't reach the cookie jar. Oh, but I once had the jar. I had that cookie. <laughs> it's slavery. Slavery. Yeah. It is. It's a slavery of mind. Yeah. So there is a solution. There is. The problem's imaginary. But from the problem, if you keep trying to say it's imaginary, you're fucked. I get a lot of calls from people that are saying it's imaginary, but it's as real as real can be for them. Yeah. yeah? If your house is on fire, stop reading books about there's no house and no fire. Get a pail of water. <laughs> because the, the, the philosophy isn't helping you at the moment, in a sense. And there's no you to help? Bullshit. <laughs> you feel as if your arm's burning. You better fucking put a f- water over it. <laughs> yeah. You sound like you're having the best time in the room. <laughs> yeah, I think it's hilarious. <laughs> I mean... Uh, <laughs> shoe fits, wear it. That's all. I'm just putting out different shoes, see what foot sticks in there. Yeah. Maybe helpful. It was helpful for me. I mean, when I was listening, when I heard the message, uh, I entertained it. I like to use that term. Just entertaining it isn't like I, I went, I studied, you know, studied it. I just entertained it. I, so information came in, sometimes by a book. One thing would be said, and there would like be a pause, yeah? And I let it in, and then it had a life of its own, yeah? It just cooked around. And then something else that caught me, ooh. And then some people, I like their energy, let that in. And then the mind sort of um, comes out of that mental yogic posture, yeah? Like of self-centeredness, that contraction. It comes out, in a sense, to sort of like uh, entertain the message. And by when it comes out to entertain the message... It, you feel its largeness, yeah? The mind unfurls almost. And then there's, it's, it puts off a sense of something, like a presence, you want to call it, or spaciousness, or clarity. It can take different forms, yeah? But you sense it. It's almost as if something... You never knew it was like this, but you know, you know it was like this when it's not like that, yeah? In other words, you know it when it opens. Oh, wow, yeah. So you know the problem from the solution. That works, to know the problem from the problem doesn't work. All that does is produce a lot of solutions that don't work, yeah? When you're knowing the problem from the problem, it's going to afford you tons of solutions to the problem. It is. But when you know it from the solution, yeah, the problem's imaginary. What's there to apply? Being pause, there it is. Any questions? No. No. So are you wondering why we came? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'm ensuring you won't be coming again. <laughs> I'm trying to hasten my I'm trying to hasten my success. 
This is a terrible career choice. Because if I'm honest to the message, I hope you don't show back up. You know, it's nice. We enjoy the space. That's the point. That's the, that, that noble rushing to an imaginary goal was put aside by our little group. And we just enjoy each other. We go out, have coffee, we hang out. And I think the days are beautiful, yeah, the meetings, because that we attempted to at least look at that little cutting edge of seeking and have it blunted by repetition, you know? So, And then you can actually be where you are, in a sense. So, no, I love, I, I hope everyone would come back, but in a sense, my success rate is based on no one showing up. So tonight it looks like I'm doing really good. <laughs> I may end up not doing it anymore, because it's just a seat assignment, yeah? We all have seat assignments, and the seat assignment change, change. It's like musical chairs. When the music plays, it's time to get up, and there's no engravement on the chairs, you know. So if I don't do this, I'll go back to painting houses and stuff, which I'm doing tomorrow. So <laughs> I guess I have to go back to that. <laughs> no, you know, you never know what's going to happen. But uh, I mean, you can't lose it, you know. It's not out, it's not in the level of losing and having. You know, it's 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 yeah. So it's not, it, whatever form my life takes, it will still be the formless there. Yeah, and that's the beauty of it. Yeah. But don't you think it's also? Is it okay that I just talk? Well, I guess so. You I'll jump right it. in there. <laughs> See what happens. <laughs> uh, but by the same token, that. Um, I just know for myself, I keep coming back because everything that I'm exposed to in the regular world keeps me uh, back into that self-orientation, that habitual self-orientation. And it so relieves my heart, my mind, my whatever, um, or lightens my load to be reminded that the pull to get back into selfing is so automatic, it's so habitual, it's so encouraged, it's so everything. I think, even though it may not be a quote-unquote path of practice or work, uh, I, I think I am genuinely benefiting from repeated exposure to something that I know is true, but want to black out to it all the time, habitually. Mm-hmm. And it isn't that I don't get it, don't believe it. I think I'm trying to counter overwhelming habits of how I, how I identify myself and be in the world, be in the environment, particularly if it has anything to do with contact with another human being, that um, just to exercise... <laughs> coming out of habit and saying yeah shit that's I really yeah got lost again again no judgment to it but just I find that this allows me a place to like say shit yeah that's really good news that most of the time just like 99.9 of the percent of the time and just completely carried away with my habitual orientation of who I am and what everything is and everything else. And not much gives me 
ability to pause and, like you say, entertain the idea that maybe not. Maybe it's not that. I'm not that. It didn't happen that way. Some, ex- some, you know, resentment I'm carrying. Some hope I'm carrying. Um, but I appreciate everybody being here because I don't know where else to get this. And it doesn't happen for me in a book. But I can feel like a part of me that already knows the truth will wake up sometimes. Thank God. Thank whatever. Yeah, well, this is this is what satsang, they use this word sometimes to represent these meetings. It means association with truth, yeah? So if this is what you would call your truth, then it's good to associate with it. You join to others. It's so like in recovery we say there's a loving God that expresses itself through our group conscience. So mm-hmm. some aspect of mind is expressing through this group conscience. And it can be like manna from heaven in a way. It's sustaining. Yeah. 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 But to who is it sustaining? It's just sustaining itself and that ain't you. <laughs> in a way. So yeah. Yes, I if get that's it. where I you're at, it. it's right. a good idea to come. That's why right. we have three meetings a week. And, yeah. and right. So that is provided. Right. Yeah. yeah. Just a second. Uh, what you were saying, uh, you know, very much a similar thing here. I mean, I have heard these things in various ways many, many times over. And I, I do like your particular take on it because I, I resonate with it. Um, but again, it's, it's nothing new for me. And yet, um, and I know that um, the thing about the part of me that wants to accumulate the knowledge, get the formulas, get the angle, get the strategy to best get around myself, and, you know, another one of your saying comes to mind that self cannot get out of self. And I know that. However, at the <laughs> same time, um, hearing that repeatedly, maybe it's just the atmosphere or being together, energy of uh, whatever, uh, I find myself um, not buying into my thoughts that much. I mean, of course I get carried away and sweat for long periods of time, but there comes a moment when I'm just seeing it. Oh, here I go on another tangent that's just completely useless. It could be completely something else, and it's just you know, a giant waste of time. So in other words, what's happening is self is there, but there is just so much less belief in it. And I catch myself every now and then just yeah, doing the selfing, and, and I kind of just chuckle and laugh. Oh, here I go again. There is no condemnation, and, and I know it would only reinforce it. But I just see it happening and, um, you know, keep going or whatever. And, and so it does lessen the, the, the tie to, to believe in self, in solidity of a separate, independent, long-lasting entity, as you like to call it. And, um, again, not that it's not there, but it's just, it's a looser and lesser belief in it. It's yeah, just, yeah. you know, so, so yeah, I find it um, helpful. This is going to be our infomercial. I found when I just couldn't get my whites as white as I could. That's right, I applied nothing. I Remember, everything came out. Nothing. <laughs> and I got nothing. And that pine fresh smell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
And this thing about mm -hmm. uh, not knowing, to me, that, that's one of the most mm -hmm. um, helpful things because I, I have been, for a good portion of my life, I was really um, concentrating on acquiring knowledge because I thought that that's a solution to lots of things. It gives you a leg up on many things and uh, enables you to take skillful action, all of that stuff. And, and now I just see it as just such a burden, such a to the point that I, I just love not knowing. And uh, I remember your words, but I, I had my own similar take on it, that not knowing leaves you open to find out, to, you call it download, but whatever. It leaves you open to see what's going on instead of just uh, uh, imposing my own prior knowledge, which is based on memory and stuff, and uh, versus if I just really, truly understand that I don't know, wow, I can see it so much more clearly. Uh, you know, I just see the wonder of it. Not that I understand that I got it all, but I just see the, the beauty and wonder of what's going on, and miracle of it, if you will. Uh, my own existence and everybody else's. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's helpful. Well, that's two out of 20. Let's see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the thing is, We're like, in back. a sense, with that, in, in that sense, like that, the, uh, when there's a feeling, I don't know if it was just language, but when there's a feeling that you got into something and you didn't get into something, or there's the you, the you usually has condemnation of what it's doing or not doing, right. or someone else or you, yes? But the idea, even the appearance of that isn't you. Yeah, right. you're not doing any of those appearances. All those flitting around and creating like distance, and then getting feeling connected and unconnected. You're not on any of those rides. You're the seeing of it. Yeah, it's like if we broke down what's actually the farthest we can go in this moment, and it could be comparable at any moment. How far back, or in a sense, could you go to? You can only go to the seeing. Yeah. There's, and there's no way you can place yourself in front of the seeing and call yourself the seer. Because every bit of quote-unquote you, the activity of supposedly being you or, or that's inferring you, is seen. Yeah? There's not, in a way, there's nothing that gets, it never, it assumes that it's the seer and puts it in front of the seeing. But in your daily experience, it's obvious the seeing is the context. Yeah, and I don't know what's beyond that, but what what's been revealed to me is there's no seer. Yeah, the aperture open. Every time there was a feeling of being here, watching everything else, this the aperture got wider, and that feeling of being here, watching everything else, is part of everything else. Mm -hmm. There's no way this ever becomes context. It's always content, and the context I would say is the seeing. Yeah. The seeing, and you can't get behind it. You can't get around it. Yeah. It's as far as you can go. Yeah. So when I'm... <laughs> but that doesn't really mean there's no seer, just because we can't see one. No, right? it doesn't mean that. But see, the idea that there is no one to see it... Yeah. It's not that you can't see it yet. There isn't anyone to see it. That might be true. Well, that's what you find out. You've got to find out for yourself. If but someone it says it to you, it doesn't work. Does it help you? Well, I'm just thinking that the extent to which I can see has varied in my life. 
to the point where it is today. And I know that I can't see the totality of who or whatever I am. That I know is true. But that doesn't mean that there isn't something back there who's looking into this dimension, sort of like a guy in a submarine looks out his periscope. And he's looking out here, and if he forgets he's down here, he's going to look for himself up here, but he's never going to see himself. So I kind of like, it's possible that in reality, um, I'm living this life from somewhere else. Maybe I'm controlling it, maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm intentionally forgetting, maybe I'm not. I don't know. But I can only see what I can see here. And it may be true that seeing is predominant and first, and there's nothing that is doing the seeing. Or it may be that there is, but I can't see it from this perspective of where I am. And I can accept that. And it doesn't make any difference to me whether there is or there isn't, because I know that if there is, there isn't. If there isn't, there isn't. And I can't prove it one way or the other at this point. So I'm okay with that. Yeah. With me, it's more what's been revealed is I've never gone, it's always been seeing. Yeah? I, I know the mind always wants to put it, when, when seeing is sensed, the mind rushes to the idea there's a seer. And I was, on a lot of levels of mind, there's always an introduction of a noun. That hasn't been revealed to me that there's a noun prior to all the seeing. So I'm just sharing from where I, where the seeing has sensed, you know, the downloads, and all there is is seeing. Yeah. Now, Maybe more will be revealed, I don't know. But it's a damn good place to start. Because obviously, the sense of a seer is blocking us off from the seeing. Yeah? It can, yeah. Well, yeah, it's definitely. Yeah. Because as soon as there's a seer, the seeing gets turned into looking. It has a focus, yeah? You ever notice, like self-centeredness is focused. It's, it's, it's field of interest and attention is tunnel visioned and it puts it on one thing or another, yeah? It very rarely has that open spacious quality. Because but seeing has that open spacious quality. So the mental interpretation of seeing turns it into a it doesn't turn it into anything, but it changes its its I would call it looking, yeah, which is a certain that looking is determined by circumstances and situations and conditioning. It doesn't have the aspect of seeing which is like all available at all times. Yeah. Now, in what has been shown, there's I've never seen, I've never come to a point where there's a seer. Yeah. That doesn't matter at all to me if there is or isn't. Anyway, as long as I realize I'm not that as this. Yeah. That's the point for me. It's not. I don't want the idea of a divine seer doesn't mean anything to me. What I find important is to realize what you're not. Yeah. What the mind is taking yourself to be that you're not is as far as I can go. Yeah. So in other words, when I, I, my sense is I'm the seeing of what I'm not. I can never be the seer of what I am. Yeah. But there's a seeing of what I'm not. Yeah. And that's as far as I go. Yeah. And then something really opens up. But with the idea of wanting to find who I am. I feel is a is a tricky or slippery slope, yeah. When you have a, de- a description of your the eternal bliss or the uh, the light of all lights, because it's still being in a subtle sense claimed by a mind that's taking itself to have a body and a body oriented noun, yeah. So it's like one noun looking at this other noun, the noun of eternal bliss. 
I'd much rather look at what I'm not, yeah? And in recognizing I'm not that, I would say that's my basic what I am here. I am uh, the seeing of what I'm not, yeah? And I leave it at that. And then whatever is revealed is revealed, but there's no... The whole... It's like an extinguishment of a seeker or a doer or a haver, and so you're in a, a you're in a condition of finding out because you're not looking really anymore. Yeah, I've noticed um, that I I experience that sometimes, and, and then but every day I forget it, and my consciousness, my awareness goes through these levels constant. It's constantly changing because the thoughts that are coming next or the feelings that are coming next are not under my control at all. They're just showing up. So one minute I might think that I'm what you say. One minute I might think I'll get all identified in the news and and I'll start getting angry at what's going on and I'll completely lose that because I'm not the one who's controlling my next conscious thought or my next feeling or my next self-awareness of who I who I think I am. So that's all just like a like spewing in, into my mind. And so I get lucky sometimes and I see the, all that spewing process and I go, ah, oh, thought I was all that. And, and that changes every day through all these different ways. And I would love to be in control of that, but I, I have no control over any of it. So, you know, um, it's really interesting to talk about what we are or we aren't. But you know, when we break up and we go into our, you know, we'll all go back and we'll all get re- reattached and figure, think we're this or that, and then we'll wake up again. And this waking up and falling asleep process seems to be part of what's going on. It's just constantly going on, waking up, falling asleep, waking up, falling asleep. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's just say that's happening, waking up and falling asleep, yeah? But it's not happening to anyone, nor is anyone doing it, yeah? That's the difference, yeah. So when I'm more interested about something or more aware about something during the day, yeah, I'm not that that's more aware. When there's less seeming awareness about something during the day, I'm neither that, yeah? I'm not, all those for me are mental states arising. So in other words, the reaction seems to be the doer of it, yeah? But the feeling of, uh, being disconnected is a reaction. Yeah, part of the reaction is you feel like you were the person who was not was connected the day before. Yeah, but the reaction in time comes later. But the feeling is that there's a priorness to it. That there's a Paul who's stable, who's coming and going, who's aware or very aware or not so aware today. Yeah, who's reacting to all this flood of information or sort of immune to the flood of information. I don't believe there's anyone there happening. That's happening. All that's happening, yes? All those feelings of being disconnected, but there's they imply or they can they can imply a sense of being a one who's disconnected. That's 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 what I'm not. Yeah? This activity is happening. I have no argument with it. Yeah? I mean it's you know, it's appearing. So it appears, but the, what tends to be uh, inferred by the mind's claiming of that appearance in some way is like a phantom one, a phantom noun, a phantom one that's going through this roller coaster ride of consciousness and unconsciousness. I don't think anyone's on the ride. I just believe there's a ride, yeah? So the minds, let's say mental states are like this. They, they're like, they can open up, right? They go down, yeah? 
elongate this. All this happening. The mind writes itself into that in a conditional way of saying there's me. I'm doing this. I'm going there. I'm going at that. I don't believe it has anything to do with us. I, what I believe we are is the seeing of that. And even if it's not being seen, we're still the seeing. Yeah? That's just my feeling about it. Because <clears throat> that's like, in a way, that, okay, I got out, you know, uh, I recognize San Quentin, and I'm out of San Quentin, but now there's a subtler prison, in a sense, you're not aware of that you're in. Yeah? There's still an, a, an, a, an identification with a movement. There's like an addition to that movement that there's a me there somehow. Yeah? So it's like here. Let's say selfing's like this. Selfing, you know, it's an activity. Mind is selfing. The mental process. There's an aspect of mind, yeah? A mental process that's selfing. They said it in, in, uh, in research, it was around the 18-month mark, yeah? When a baby hits the 18-month mark, there's, there's an aspect of a mental process that starts promoting the idea that it's a solid, inherent unit, yeah? And it usually coincides with the language center. So language has a large amount to do with the ever-ongoing trance, yes? The language is the way this whole thing of verb equates to there must be a noun. It's all from language, yeah? Mm-hmm. It's all from language. So, so this is going on. So here's the self thing happening. So you recognize, you hear a message, and then before you had the feeling that you didn't recognize it until consequences days later, now you're starting to see it. So you see some of the selfing, yeah? But there's a feeling that it's you seeing it. So here's the selfing, and then there's the pop-up of you seeing it. Yeah? So now there's, there's a distinction. There's selfings, I see the selfing, it's this activity. But this is different. I'm the one who's seeing the activity. Yeah? But that's also this. That's all selfing. The pop-up is, is, a, is an activity. There is no noun there. There's just a feeling of the noun. And when the feeling of the noun arises, let's say it was produced, in a sense, the feeling of you is produced, reinforced all day. When it produces, it has a historical feeling that it's prior to the production line. That you were here before the selfing. That the selfing is either you're doing it or the selfing is driving you crazy. That's the selfing product. That's the product of the selfing. It produces a sense of being historically here, even when the selfing isn't happening. It did happen. It used to happen. And I definitely know it's going to happen. So memory and time get into it. It's just a production. But it's a trippy production line because when the product is made, the product feels like it was prior to the production line. (laughs) In other words, the production's happening in 2010. It thinks it's a 2009 model. Or whenever you were born, it believes, oh, I was here. (laughs) It's it's, the sense of being you is like you're at square seven. You're like way behind the eight ball already. When that feeling of you is there, you're not even close to the conscious contact, which is what's happening here. Consciousness is in contact. We're gone. And so it's so weird that we want to reassert our dominance by this, when the square seven appears, it says it's the zero square. It's the, it's the first square. 
And then all this stuff that produces it, it sees like I'm doing it. It claims it. It claims its own production line. Yeah. <laughs> Seeing it. That's it. There's freedom in that. You see it. And then when it appears, the hook doesn't happen. It ain't you. My mind goes crazy all day, every day. It goes here and there, there and there. I don't sign up for any of those trips. There's no Paul. Like a, a solid conceptual activity that has its, its own inherent quality. It's not there. You know, maybe there is one, but I haven't. I don't even care. I just see what I'm not. I never turn around and look for what I am because that would be fucking being what I'm not again. Yeah, I just keep I keep seeing whatever's arising, like Huang Po, a great Zen master, said, "Whatever can be perceived cannot perceive." Yeah, so whatever is seen cannot be seen. Whatever is hearing cannot be heard. Yeah, it's an impossible. We are already on the other side of the glass. Where we're taking ourselves to be can't get back to the other side of the glass. Yeah, we're in content. And the only way we can think we know context is by conceptualizing it, taking nothing and making it into something, and bringing it into the level of content. Oh, I heard this message, this thing. And then as soon as it becomes something, it loses the quality of nothing. Yes, it does. It now has a, a mental quality. It's given, oh, I know more or less, I do that, you know, span, compare, bigger, smaller... You know, it all as soon as it gets into the realm, it's made into something. Yeah. So, yeah. So, what do you make of the? Um, I have this kind of feeling that there's a continuity in my life that I, I I've always had I don't know a viewpoint or something, and like I I can tie back. I have memories, you know. I remember that I was a little girl in Salt Lake City, Utah. I remember that I was a young person in Massachusetts. And it feels like it's my life. I have this sense of continuity that I have been a thread throughout my life. And is that something you would call selfing? Is that the what I would say? The continuity, the continuity is producing a feeling of being a self. Uh-huh. So the continuity, obviously, that continuity, it shouts out to the conditional mind, make a noun. So you're the one that was there, yeah? You're the one. I mean, the feeling is first, and then the you second, but the you feels like it's first. That's what it produces. It produces a feeling of being prior to that sense of continuity. The sense of continuity is the production of the sense of being you. That's what memory's doing. We're remembering ourselves all day. The mind is remembering Paul. (laughs) Because it has no evidence there is one. So its evidence comes from remembering. Yeah? So when there's a feeling and there's a sense of being the feeler, you're remembering Paul. When there's a seeing and there's a sense of being the seer, that's remembering Paul. Yeah? What's When the claiming of the seeing occurs, there's a remembering of the seer. Yes? The claiming produces the one who has it. Yeah? That is a memory called Paul. And it's being reproduced a lot during the day even though there's many gaps, many pauses, but the continuity of the story overrides the pauses like a speed bump. And they're easily, quickly forgotten so that the storyline continues. So the storyline will keep bringing about the remembering of Paul. Yeah, that's what's happening. 
Remembering is different than dismembering. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> dismembering is what I'd like to do to some people. But remembering, yes. Remembering is definitely true. But the, re- but the remembering of putting that body back together that, of, of ourself, where that comes yes. from. Yes, so and it's done very fast. Yeah. I mean, extremely fast, yeah? But the process believes it's prior to consciousness, yeah? And now it feels like I'm conscious. But that's a product of a process which takes time. Consciousness is prior to that time, yeah? Yet the feeling is you're prior to consciousness. So now consciousness becomes a thing you do in time. I'm more conscious today, I'm less conscious, and the continuity continues. The story keeps getting validated by what's being claimed. What's happening is happening, but what it's being used for is to imply there's someone it's happening to. That, to me, is a story. That, to me, is... Though that's also happening... But when we live as if that's so, then... Okay, I got lost. Sharon's example. So, let's say she moved from Massachusetts to Utah. Yes. And these are just things that happen. This yes. is just what you were saying is continuity. So, when she when she does selfing is when she thinks, okay, I'm, I just moved from Massachusetts? Is that Yeah, the feeling of that I is a memory, right? The eye that just moved, because that implies the, there was an eye that didn't move, and there's probably going to be an eye that's going to have to move again, and then it just blows up, doesn't it? See, that makes me crazy listening to that talk. Yeah. It's like, I mean, I come here because I like to have my mind twisted a bit yes. and, and get out of my ruts, and you know, and I really do appreciate like whatever the people have said. But there is some part of me that's like, well, it's not all just an, an imaginary fiction that I spent time here and spent time there, you know? And that my, I'm formed, I, I, there I am defending being a self, which is not what I intended to do. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing it very work. Well. Yeah. <laughs> We're believing you. Yeah. But there, I, what I was getting at is there is a sense of, aside from memory, I just feel like I'm always here. Yeah. And I don't know if it's an I, but it's just a feeling of... The feeling you know, that you're always here is the presence. That's the, nice. Yeah. Yes. And, and, you know, and, but I also remember that I was other places and, you know, I have yes. body... I mean, so... And I have to take care of this particular arm, you know, put lotion on this arm, not on that arm, and... I'd like you to put some on this arm. <laughs> yeah, on your arm. Yes, okay. I'd love to take care of other people, too, but... Uh, yeah. But anyway, I don't know. There's just something in my brain that's like, well, I know all these beliefs about whether I'm a good person or a bad person are fictions. I, I can get that far, yeah. you know, and and I I have a lot of those that I'm you know realizing are just kind of fictions. Yeah. But there's just this feeling that I am the center of this what's gone on. Since I was born in Utah and I live here, you know, yeah. I've got 62 years that I think are mine. Yeah. And I don't see that that's a bad thing somehow, you know. And a lot of this talks make makes me think, well, I'm just not spiritual anywhere because I want to claim that I've had a life, you know. And yeah, but and it I, has nothing to do with bad or good. This is just yeah. imitation. Remember, it's not a draft or a conscription or anything like that. Yes. So when you talk about entertaining something, yeah. the other way of thinking about it is playing with. Yeah, exactly. Like how would you play with play with the fact that maybe you, maybe that past that you remember is actually not your past? 
it actually may enrich it more. Yeah. Really. You know yeah. what I mean? I found that people, in a sense, are more individuals when they realize they're not. Well, I, I feel thing. real when I connect with people, and it's not, nothing to do with our pasts or anything. Yeah, you know? yeah. So it's, it's not like I... Keep it simple. Yeah. But I'm working. It's, See, it's, you're getting a little irritated. That's good. That's what yeah. I like. Yeah, that's what I've noticed. You know? <laughs> exactly. A lot of times during the hour, I was like, you know, I mean, this is what I came here for. I'm a success. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love that quality. But I, I like body, you know, I have no, no. habits that I've worked on and pursued for a long time, and one of those habits is to, you know, kind of try and quell the anxiety. That's yeah, one of my yes. modes of operation, actually, that I keep noticing, is that yeah. when I get that, I want to make it go away. And how I used to do it was, like, by thinking a lot, yeah. you know, like figuring things out. How did that, that work? It, it, it didn't, yeah. but, you know. And so I've, I've really figured out that that's not the path for me. But I, I, I'm still aware that I I have this battle between kind of wanting to calm down and, you know, and this like, oh, loving to be raw and, you know, like yeah. feel the sunset and feel, feel the disturbance of different ideas and stuff. And yeah. That's part of the way I come is I like to have my little ruts kind of So let me just, up, let me just throw one thing out. Let's okay. say, okay, now... There was a statement like you feel you like to feel whatever irritated and thing, and then you like it that you like yeah. to quell the anxiety. Yeah, there's a big management of feelings going yeah. on over there. Now, yeah. would it be Which different? So let's just say that's so, right? There's a warning, yeah. but this is just questioning: Is there a you that's doing that? Yeah, that's I don't all. know if it's my body or what. Well, don't just that. We're just throwing in a, instead okay. of instead of having uh, an assumption yeah. that has a giant period. It behind it, we're just entering a question mark in a way, and just see how it runs. You know, so it, it's not saying yes or no or good or bad about the quelling anxiety. This apparatus is built to seek uh, balance and harmony. Yes, mm-hmm. but where does that mean there has to be a someone that's seeking the balance and harmony? Now, a lot of times people get confused when there's a certain questioning the someone. They think, oh. That's wrong. I shouldn't. No, there's no opinion about that. Just like if you're worrying about next week, the disattention goes, forgets all about that, and says, "Well, who is it that's worrying about next week?" It has no opinion about should you worry or not. It doesn't. No judgment because that it's not essential. The question is, is who is it? That's all. So you're you're obviously there's a clarity that you can describe what's happening. I would say that clarity is coming from seeing. Yeah? yeah. That's why people can suffer so exquisitely because it's like the, sh- the clarity and the sharpness of seeing when it is put onto uh, this system in the, in, the, uh, in the bondage to the idea of self, it, uh, thought can be super painful. Yeah? One thought can be like a scalpel cutting you open. The sharpness of that thought isn't the thought, it's the seeing of the thought. The clarity, the pain is, and you can come and, and, and with, ex, with incredible articulation, you can explain a certain level of suffering. That's brought to us by clarity. That has nothing to do with you and me. That's not the mental process uh, describing it. It's clarity. Clarity is being used, yeah? 
and it's that it's its light is so good you can you can unearth or unbear things so clearly yet acting like you're totally confused yet when you explain your confusion is as clear as clear can be so what's actually seen is not confused at all it's where the confusion becomes emphasized by the one who's confused and then the scenes forgot but all that clarity isn't yours it's brought by the scene we're saying what would happen if the middle man and middle woman was questioned and there would just be clarity and so now which it is and it would have a more direct route into this manifestation. Then blue would be blue, and red would be red, and green would be green. There would become a certain sense of... Uh, it just initiates a lot traveling lighter. Yeah? yeah? The same clarity isn't like a blunt object to go over one little event 50 different ways. Yeah? It's more dispersed. The, the attention and interest is freed from the slavery of self, and it's dispersed. Yeah? So you have a bigger lens during the day. It's a, just a different calibration, that's all. Instead of being like this, it's like that. Yeah? And you may like it. You may like it better with a wider lens. But there's no, this isn't, has nothing to do with morality or demand or anything. It's a simple invitation. You can throw it away or you can read it and entertain it if you like. And, you know, if it produces the goods... I would say the natural reaction would be read it a little more, entertain it a little more. Why not? Yeah. The mind gives it. Uh, it's just crazy, man. It if you could get, if you, uh, you know, I had this vision once when I was, I was got hit by a car. It wasn't visions. I went into like hallucinatory states in the hospital. Yeah. For a, I don't know how long they lasted, but they lasted for a while. I would look at the light above the door to, to the hospital room and have one of those corrugated plastic covers to mute the light, and I would leave this place, and I could fly, and I could fly through people, and I went, you know, I just did all this stuff, yeah? Some of it was hellish, some of it was really cool, but I had one seat assignment up there that I was trying to tell people about the gospel. I didn't know exactly what the good news was, but I said, stay open to the good news, and I'd be hovering around over bars and clubs and everything, <laughs> I swear to God, it was a wild place. But I had a guru when I was younger, the spiritual teacher from India, and uh, I saw a lot of videos of him and his family when I was in this state that they were they had never been made, yeah. I just saw him a lot in this thing. And I could fly so this one scenario I f he was having a meeting down in Florida with with followers who had kids because he had kids. Yeah? And he was in this whole big auditorium and he was on a die that was a little higher than the rest and he was sitting there with two of his kids and all these people and I suddenly appeared and was flying around the room. And of course, a, you know, a little bit of a maelstrom occurred. You know, people went, whoa! And I said, no, don't worry, I can fly through you, and I'd fly through them. And I landed on the die, and I looked at him, and I, like, in a telepathic way, I said, what's the answer, you know what I mean? Without, and I, it felt like I was drenched in sincerity, you know, I just said, what's the answer? And he had his lip curled a little bit, and he, and he, la he laughed, and he says, uh, you're too complicated to get it, yeah. Mm -hmm. And it hit me like a ton of bricks, and the, like the complication had time and shot in it. It was like hundreds of years, mm -hmm. and I realized I cannot embrace the message. 
the way I'm built, the way my mind works, the way I am, all my attempts to embrace can't grab nothing, you know? And it was as sad as sad as fucking can be. It just, crestfallen is is way beyond that. It just hit me like sorrow of a thousand years of seeking, whatever. And I was like, so suddenly I woke back up in the hospital. Oh, they gave me some money, I thought. I woke back in the hospital room, and I had the nurses looking for the money, and they couldn't find it. So I went back there, and then they gave me a ticket to come back to Florida. So I woke up in the hospital bed, and I swear I had that ticket. I couldn't find it. I had the nurses, there's a ticket around here from Miami, and they're going, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the third time, I flew back again, and then suddenly at the end, I was in there, in this realm, and they, the people, the followers were holding me by the legs, and these nurses were taking me by the elbow. So I was like in two worlds, yeah? And it was sort of like I could say yes or no. So I said yes to the hospital. I popped right in there, and I never went back to that, that realm. Yeah? It was weird. I don't know. But the message for me was just that. The way, quote-unquote, I am cannot get it. It's not me. It's not I haven't found the right method. I cannot get it as it's comprised, as it's constructed. At that time, I thought that's what I was. I didn't, I didn't, had never entertained the idea that it's a construction, that it's made up, yeah, that it's an appearance. I thought that was me, and it was incredibly depressing because I had spent time being a spiritual seeker, and it was a pretty noble endeavor, and I loved to meditate, and I, and yet. That vehicle in and of itself, the way I was comprised, was actually taking me, quote-unquote, away from where I wanted to go. Yeah? More and more. And more and more right about it as I went along. (laughs) More invested in my little story. More invested that I'm a spiritual person. Man, it's just incredible. So... I just come here to share from what's you know what's happened with me and uh, some things I've learned along the way. It may not be applicable to you, yeah, but I know for me, uh, what I, was revealed to me is there's a lot of failed systems here, yeah. and the whole aspect of doing and having is a failed system. We're taught to do and have ourselves into a state of being. You are a state of being, yeah, you know. I was told to do and have yourself into a state of being. It doesn't work. What came up for me, um, I'm sorry, coming in here again, when I was hearing Sharon talk is, um, my my experience is that that part of convincing us that we're not ourselves is is very powerful, it's a tyrant, and it doesn't let go of control very easily. So maybe the next time that you're feeling that way, you can think to yourself, not so much that because it's strong, it's true, I am a self. Just say, because it's strong, it's just not, it's, it's, it's a tyrant and it's trying to manipulate me. That might help to change the point of view and maybe release it a little bit. You know, just because it's strong and it's, it feels like it's real doesn't mean necessarily that it's real. It's just that it's, it's not letting go easily. Any other questions? Coming to an end, I think. Yes? Nancy? I think so. I think what you're saying is, I'm still pondering, Sharon. I know, it's good. Um, Cooking. So, 
If I was Sharon. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm just sitting here thinking about my memories. You may be. And I can <laughs> My solution to this has been this kind of fake spiritual thing where I try to discard my memories. Of course, that doesn't work either. But maybe if I have a memory, I, I could think, oh, this thought right now is producing a sense of history. Is that what you're trying yes, to say? Yes, yes. It doesn't mean, it doesn't down, it doesn't... Uh, it doesn't belittle the history. Mm-hmm. It's just seen as, you know, sort of fabricated. It doesn't mean it's not the incredible. It still places a dream. Hmm? Yeah, the sense of his, the sense of history is is a, a false. Um, yes. Um, it's produced. Produced. And yeah. It's also like um, the, the nature of this is, is like if you think we're nothing, there's nothing behind seeing. Nature of this is very flat, right? It's very immediate. Mm. But we get perspective. Perspective comes in when we use the imagination, even a little bit. Is that what you're kind of saying? Not so much, no, no. no. But there is a built-in subjective experience we're all having, right? Yours, when you look at something, it means something different to you. Because your mind is giving it meaning, and this mind is giving it meaning. Not meaning the separate minds, but from the location, yeah? Mm -hmm. So, like, you ever read The Course in Miracles? Mm -hmm. The Course in Miracles is... Oh, it's pretty pretty good, though. There's There's a lesson, I think it's lesson two which had a big impact on me when I heard it, which was, you and I give everything all the meaning it has. Mm-hmm. So as a, as a perceptual apparatus, that's what's happening. Yeah? That's why you're having a subjective experience. It's not that you're seeing something different than someone else. You're giving it a different meaning. The mind is, yeah? The mind is giving it a different meaning than, mm-hmm. let's say, you. That's part of the juiciness of this place, yeah? Yeah, is that we're all having different uh, mm-hmm. experiences, yet we may be doing the exact same thing. But the experience is totally different a lot of times. Yeah? So it's just a good, it's a, I, I found it liberating to know that, yeah? to have an understanding of that. Yeah? Because it explained a lot. Yeah? And I found that there is a central place that you could say a lot of meanings are being given from, and it's called self centeredness. So if you're dominated by this feeling of being a you, that's the activity of this system, and it has a very limited amount of possibilities, and it's very, very, uh, it's thoughts, the, the thoughts that dominate that system are very, very uh, patterned, you know? Yeah. There's nothing new in it. So you and I have been through every inch of self-centeredness. We've tried every one of the possibilities as offer. They usually have time involved in it, so it's never like you're okay, but you will be okay. Yeah, it's always like a drive to move on, on, on. Yeah, it's a dead, it's a failed system. Yeah, in recovery we say that why do you have so much anxiety right now? Isn't it because self reliance has failed you? So the reliance on self as you, yes, that's the highest form of reliance. Is that if your mind's taking it to be itself? Yeah is going to fail you. It's not personal. It will feel personal because that's the quality of self-centeredness. Everything feels very personal. (laughs) That's like its flavor. (laughs) So what would happen if there was a recognition that you aren't the center of that system? Yeah, When the center of the system self is seen as a moon instead of the sun, Right now it's seen as the sun. All it is is the reflection of the sun. Yeah? 
The sun is whatever you may want to call it, or seeing, or awareness. That's the sun of the system. So instead of being self-centered, the mind is now centered. It's totally different. It's going to find a center here, because this is a subjective experience, yeah? So we're all going to be seemingly seeing it from a different place. Like you said, you're not putting oil on me, you're putting it on you, yeah? So that's centered, yeah? But what a lot of us are suffering in is self-centeredness. It's a simple shift from from self-centeredness to centeredness. You're still the feeling of you, but it's a lot lighter than when it's uh, being presented and uh, produced by self-centeredness. Everything is really fucking heavy in self-centeredness. And time has a huge value in self-centeredness. In centeredness, time isn't that, doesn't have that much value. Yeah, it's now we get is is the drawer of the attention and interest because there's a realization nothing else is actually happening. <laughs> so you know what I mean. So it's just not, it's not like you have to study how to be in this moment. There's a recognition you can't be out of the moment. Yeah, it's much faster than trying to get into a moment. Is realizing you can't be out of it. Yeah, much quicker, much quicker. I'm telling you, it works so fucking well. And then the uh, then. You can't. You don't have to try to get out of self because you can't actually be in self. That's beautiful. So, and when something isn't so, it doesn't take any time to realize that. Yeah. Yeah. It's well, not the, so. The thing is, I do feel like I have a center that's not a self. Yeah, sounds but, like you're doing well. So, yeah. but I also have a center that feels like. The other stuff is part of myself, I guess. Well, now, just throw this little bit in there and see what what pops up. Yeah, it's very interesting. It's like you may be thinking, oh, I'm cooking me, but then a lot of you, the me, may be distilled out. (laughs) It'll be like you'll be cooking off the alcohol and the wine will be left. Mm -hmm. Yeah? Mm -hmm. You're thinking maybe this is an essential ingredient. You may find out it isn't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you may be able to travel a whole lot lighter with some of that burnt off. Yeah. Yeah, another just yeah you know, from another perspective, uh, and I know that that's not necessarily part of your teaching, but it's uh, another ancient teaching. Uh, Ramana Maharshi, the whole system is his enjoiner to seekers, to people, to meditate and find out who you are. The the only thing that you're dealing with, who am I? And you're going through a series of images. First, you go through obvious name born, born, here and there, da 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 And then you kind of say, well, yeah, no, it's, it's not quite me. And, and you do that for a while, and it's kind of arduous, it's a long process, and it's a bit of a process. But I found it useful because, beyond any doubt, beyond taking anybody's words for it, I realized I cannot find so-called entity myself. All I find are memories, are mental constructs, attitudes, just all this nebulous stuff. But me, I have never been even close to anything that I could call myself. Awareness is the only thing. But it's not personal. That's not really me. That's just, uh, you know, presence, awareness. So that's the closest I could do. But you've got to do that for a while to really discard honestly. You look yourself. Take nobody's words for it. Find you that you believe you are. And you will find it a slippery slope. Uh, any anything that comes to your mind, there will be feeling, well, gosh, yeah, but it, there's got to be something more. And, and the only thing that 
possibly you can be left with, and you know, he doesn't tell you that you sort of stumble upon it yourself. It's sort of a awareness or presence that, that is undefinable, that cannot be put into words or described, but that's that's as close as I can glimpse of my own essence. But, um, you know, again, taking anybody's word for it just does not work. You just gotta kind of confront it, seek it, find out, and, you know, you just find lots of phantoms, lots of, you know, ideas that, that you sort of uh, go through and discard. Yeah, that's me, but yeah, there's got to be something more, and there's nothing. <laughs> this is just anyhow. It's, uh... Any more questions? No. No, everything's one, two. <laughs> <laughs> the window of opportunity is very small. <laughs> no more questions. Just maybe, just maybe, follow it back a little farther. Yeah. This is part of this. Yeah, I don't believe there's any of that. So, yeah. I can't find it either. Yeah, so, this, so if you see it as an activity, yeah, from an activity, it's a lot different than if you've got a fixed location. And it, mm-hmm. that location gives it meaning, gives it direction, it mm-hmm. makes it into something. But if you're an activity, which is the scene, and you're seeing another activity, it goes merrily down the way. So life is seen as happening instead of happening to you. Yeah, totally. Even this, the, the, the uh, interpretation of it's happening to you is seen. But that still doesn't imply it's you. Yeah? So even if there's a feeling, the product, the production's going on, as long as you're not identified as the product, that's part and parcel of what's arising. You just see it. Yes? The seeing is seeing and seeing it. Yeah. It may help you. Who knows? Travel later. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's good to be irritated also. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> on your toes.